Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hey friends, welcome back to the Rare Find Voices podcast. I am so excited about this topic today. And in fact, it's something I just recently did a presentation on. And I wasn't planning on doing it as a podcast, but I left that presentation feeling so excited and so like pumped up about this topic. And I had a lot of really great questions and people asking me, you know, just to kind of like go a little bit deeper. So I just figured, why not? This is the whole point of having this podcast is to share conversation and topics and fresh perspectives on things. And so, yeah, so I'm going to go for it here. And I don't have slides for you to look at or anything like that, but I'm really hoping I can share this this insight, this idea um, on this topic with you through this medium. So today the topic is called the power of pivots. And what this, this kind of came from, where this really started was this idea of change and really this fear of change. And I get asked a question a lot about, you know, how do you deal with change in a way that isn't, you know, as scary? Or what do you do when you're in this place of indecision and you're feeling really, really stuck? So common. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, it is not an exclusive situation or fear for any one type of person. We all feel it. And when you start to look at managing change with a fresh lens, that is when things really start to open up for you. And believe me, I have been through a tremendous amount of change in my life. 
I have been there when it comes to relationships. I have experienced a lot of change in my career. I've experienced change in my, you know, your physical body. I mean, all of those things happen. And the opportunity here is to to be able to shine a light on a different way of looking at it and really giving it a different sense of meaning for yourself. Because when you're able to change what it feels like, which really honestly stems from the thought process, and we'll talk about that in a moment, you're able to change your response or your reaction and how you want to manage it. So I'm not going to talk about cliches. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, when change happens, it's just all going to work out. Give it some time if it's meant to be like that's recycled, repeatable. That is not worth your time here today. So what I do know is that change is hard and anyone you know, in your shoes, when you're looking for different ways to improve, you know, to be motivated, to break through to a better version of yourself, what I know is that the tough stuff around change is usually in our head. And so I want to give you some ideas. I want to give you a way to break through that change block and embrace what I call the power of pivot. So what is that? What does that really mean? And I'm not not trying to just mince words here. I have a perspective on these two words. The word change. When I think about the word change, and again, we can agree to disagree. This might be different for you. But the word change for me feels massive. It's, It's this like big replacement of something. You know, the definition of change is to make or become different, to take or use something else instead of. And that can be a bit overwhelming when it comes to, you know, again, people say like, oh my gosh, I have to change something. It feels a bit forced sometimes. And what I want to challenge you is to think about the diff- a different word, uh, replace the word change with the word pivot. Now pivot is, you know, if you give yourself a visual, you know, it's, it's turning on a point. It's rotating, spinning, swiveling, um, and it doesn't have to be massive. And a friend of mine shared this with me. And I thought this was awesome. This was a great way to look at a pivot is when you think about a flight plan, one degree of change in a flight plan takes you to a totally different place. So thank you, Natalie Barron, an amazing coach. Um, she, she gave me that idea of when you look at it from that perspective, that just tiny little bit of change can take you to a totally different place. And that place, may, may, it might not have been what you thought you were going, but it also could be somewhere that you didn't know you even wanted to go. And when you get there, it's exciting. So I want to share with you my story of Pivot. In 2017, and you may have heard this on some of my other podcasts, in 2017, I lost my job and I went through a layoff. I was working for an amazing nonprofit organization and I was their COO. I was their president. I have, I was leading the organization and 
at this point, they had to make a really tough decision. And my job was eliminated. It was very unexpected for me. And I was at this place of massive change. Like for sure, this was a big one. And all of a sudden, I was, I was just trying to figure it out. And past me, you know, younger me, previous me would have freaked out. And that's not to say that I didn't feel a little rattled. Yep, totally did. <laughs> Again, anything unexpected is going to put you into that place. And at the same time, though, what I was able to do, because I had been able to develop my self-awareness or my understanding of response, I was able to step back from it and say, okay, you know, push through the, the, the frustration, you know, deal with the uncomfortable bits of that. But what now? And step back from the stress or the fear of it and look at it as a pivot and say, what do I get to do now? How do I get to change my flight plan and go somewhere that maybe I don't even know that's where I want to go? But guess what? I'm heading there. And I embraced it. This is why it worked for me. This is why the concept of looking at it as a pivot instead of a change, I knew I was in control. Even though the action of the change, the layoff, was not in my control, I was in control as to what I wanted to do next. And I embraced it. And I looked for the opportunity to grow. And so I want you to think about that for a second. Like think about... An opportunity when you feel like you've had a pivot in your life and how would your idea of change look if you shifted your idea of what it meant? You know, the associated meaning behind it. Do you feel like it was being done to you or do you feel like this is an opportunity now for you to still be in a place of choice, to be in that driver's seat? And I just think that's a really powerful reflection You know, to look at if it's something that is a complete transition or change away from something or someone perhaps or somewhere that's comfortable or is this a pivot? Is this pivot taking you just on a new journey? So I want to I want to just kind of like put that there because sometimes you just need a moment to to sit in that to, to, you know, give yourself the time or the space to like reflect on something. So if you got a journal, you know, maybe write that down or come back and listen to it again. But I want you to think about that. And so here's what I know to be true. And I know you're like, oh, she keeps saying what she knows. (laughs) This is based on my personal understanding. So I'm just sharing it with you because there's two different uh, kind of lanes here. I'll describe them as lanes. One side of the lane is ambivalence. And that's actually a really cool word. I love that word, ambivalence. When you allow ambivalence, this idea that, you know, not making a decision, not choosing a lane, not choosing a direction. Ambivalence is just sitting in that place of indecision, perhaps even using the word coasting, That's kind of a good word, association word. When you allow ambivalence to drive the bus, you're giving up your power of choice. You're you're essentially, you know, 
putting your car in neutral. And it's not really going anywhere. That's ambivalence. And that leads to feeling of stuck. And you're not really stuck. You're just allowing other things to dictate whether or not you make a choice. Or allowing fear to put you in that place of, I don't know what to do, so I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it. And that's normal. Totally normal. But it creates a bit of confusion. And over time, it's, it's just not going to get you anywhere. So the other side of this, the other side of ambivalence is decision. And when you commit to making a decision, you're committing to yourself. You're committing to this idea that you do have the power. You're stepping on the gas. You are driving the bus. You are moving yourself forward. That is your fuel. Your ability to make a decision is the fuel that's going to keep you moving forward. And so I'm challenging you now to choose one of those two things and run with it. Now, you might be like, well, why would I choose ambivalence? I'm not saying it's wrong, but what I'm saying is it's not going to get you anywhere. But being on both sides of the lane, it's just going to continue to put you in a place of overwhelm and stress and all of those things. So pick one lane, choose to either be in that ambivalence and say, I'm just going to stay here for a little while. And it's okay to say, I'm going to give myself some time to open my, you know, my eyes to something that I just don't know yet. I don't know yet. Or you're going to choose the decision and you're going to move yourself forward. So I want to, I want to talk about this idea of what I call the superpower zone. And it's interesting. I have this great visual, which obviously I can't show it to you, but you may have already seen it before. It's this Um, kind of like these circles that go around, they start with the very, very middle being what's called the comfort zone. And you've heard this before. I didn't invent this. This is not my concept. But the comfort zone is that very good, like cozy place in the middle where you're like in your PJs, you're wrapped up in your blankets. It feels really, really good. You do not want to leave that area. Totally get that. I'm there like, I'm actually right, right now recording my podcast in my blanket super cozy. It's my comfort zone. (laughs) And the next layer, imagine it like a circle that goes around the comfort zone, is what's called the learning zone. When you get out of your comfort zone, which can feel, hello, a little uncomfortable, is you get into a learning zone. And that can happen when you push yourself a little bit. And then a lot of times when you're feeling like, I don't know if I want to be here, you go back into the comfort zone. It's like a zigzag. And then outside of that learning zone is this really cool area, fun area, scary area called the panic zone. This is where <laughs> this is where we we have our freakout moments, right? So we've gone out of the comfort zone. We've gone into the learning zone and maybe back to the comfort zone again. And then we push ourselves a little bit more. And then we're like, oh, snap. What did I just do? Right? You start to question yourself. That is the panic zone. And again, then you're like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back into the learning zone. Okay. 
cool. You're going to grow a little bit more. You're going to learn something else about yourself. You're like, I didn't even know I could do that. So you had your little panic moment and then you go back to your learning moment. And then you realize that your dream, the thing that you really, really want, it's not in the comfort zone. It's not in that learning zone. It's definitely not in the panic zone. It's one layer further. And I call that the superpower zone. That is the place where your dreams exist. That's where your life changes. It is beyond the panic zone. And to get there is not this simple start in your comfort zone and go straight to your dream. It's a zigzag. Like I was saying, you know, imagine again, you're going in and out of these different layers, right? Stratospheres, perhaps. That's a good word. And you're going to be uncomfortable. That's the point. When I think about, you know, and my background is I was also a fitness trainer. I was a coach. Um, I've been a competitive athlete. I know what it feels like to be uncomfortable, believe me. And when you think about it and you go to the gym and you work out and it's uncomfortable, you're not just like chilling on your, you know, recumbent bike or whatever. Like you're sweating, you're pushing yourself. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm sore. I'm tired. You know, that's the, un- that's the discomfort and that is where you grow. Like, have you known anybody that's worked out really hard for a period of time and not changed their body? It's extremely unlikely that that won't happen. That's where you're going to grow. That's when you're going to actually see the changes. And if you believe that your ability to reach the goal or the destination is possible, if you believe that it's possible then getting there is just that journey through the comfort and the discomfort. And I want to add this on because this is a really good perspective that I have taken from um, the Ralph Walter Emerson's quote about going from failure to failure with enthusiasm. I'm going to throw that word in the, in the mix here too. Getting there is a journey through comfort and discomfort with enthusiasm. Because at the end of the day, if you're not feeling that enthusiasm, and maybe it's riddled a little bit with fear or nervousness, and that's okay. But if you're not feeling that enthusiasm, that sense of excitement and joy, then you're doing it for a reason that doesn't align with a dream. Because dreams have the foundation of positive energy, of joy, and something that's really important to you, to you, not to somebody else. So when you think about it, okay, so I want to shift gears just a little bit. When you're on your way to that superpower zone, right, and you're going in and out of all those different, those different layers, what is it that gets in your way? It's one word. It's fear, right? Like, I have a visual and I wish I could show it to you, but it's, it's this massive buffalo in the road. <laughs> so picture yourself on a road and you come across a huge buffalo. Now, maybe if you live in certain areas where there's like buffalo there regularly, you're like, that wouldn't freak you out. But for me, like living in San Diego and Southern California, like <laughs> I don't see that regularly 
And as much as I'd like to see one, I know that if I was like cruising down the road and I came upon a massive buffalo, I would be afraid. Like that's just, that's for sure. I would. So when you think about fear, there are two types of fear. There's a physical fear, like I'm afraid of that buffalo and I'm going to run like to save myself, to protect yourself. That is a normal type of fear, you know, or insert that with any other animal. You know, you're out on a hike and you come across a bear or a mountain lion. Like there's a physical fear that happens and you're going to run. Okay. The second kind of fear is emotional. That emotional fear is something that you can get over. You can change that. And fear is one of the strongest blocks to reaching our goals, to playing bigger, to getting to what our want, to getting to what we want. It's fear. It gets in our way. And our ability to choose is what allows us to move towards our goal and let fear push us away from it. If we are able to train our brain to think differently and lead the charge, that's when you're going to be able to remove that block. So I mentioned before, there's three things that are interconnected when it comes to achieving a goal. The first thing, and I call it my TFA train. So the T stands for thoughts. The F is feelings. And the A is action. So when you're able to train your brain to think about something a certain way, it has an effect, an impact on how you feel about it, the emotion associated with it. And that emotion, which by the way, I just shared fear is also an emotion that is connected to the action or inaction that you take. And so now, you know, think about those and how they're interconnected. If you're able to change the thought process, which, you know, for example, is, hey, this is possible. If you think and you believe that this is possible for you to get what you want and you remove the idea, the emotion of the fear, it's not a physical fear. You don't have to run, right? If you choose to say, I'm not going to run, I'm not going to be afraid of this. I'm going to step into this idea of growth and learning. And then the associated action is moving you forward. It's not getting in your way. It's not a block anymore. It's not a buffalo in the road. It's actually now you deciding and choosing to move yourself forward. That is powerful, my friend. So powerful. So I want to I want to throw another question out there for you. I wish I had like this live audience. I could be like choosing people and <laughs> raise your hand. Um, but anyway, here's my question for you. I want you to think about how fear has gotten in your way. And I'm sure you have a, a million. I have a million different examples of how fear has gotten in my way. Right. I'm just like you. I, I, I deal with that regularly. I just shift the way that I think about it. But I want you just to, first of all, think about how has fear gotten in your way, right? Just come up with some ideas on that. The second question I want you to now consider is 
on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to reaching your goal? And you don't have to say 10, you know, this isn't a competition. Plenty of times I might feel like a seven and a half, right? Or an eight. I mean, I know I'm committed, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm committed, but eh, I'm not maybe a 10. But here's the trick. When you think about that number, I want you to think about it as your energetic multiplier. And what this is, is so when you're, you know, in your day and you realize that fear is getting in your way, I want you to remind yourself of that number, whatever it is, a 7.5, a 9, a 10, and remind yourself that your power is times that number. When you multiply your energy, right? Your basic, here I am. This is my, my, my feeling. Um, this is my, my daily energy. But I know that I want this this badly. I know I want this times 10 of my commitment to myself. That is your power and that is what will propel you like literally like a rocket to your dreams. And it, it's not going to get there right away. But it's that reminder that you do have the ability, you do have the power. And when you, excuse me, change the mindset, change the thought, and you tell yourself, I am powerful times 10 to get there. I'm committed times 10, times nine, times eight and a half to get there. That is your fuel to be able to move yourself forward, change the feeling of fear and put yourself into state of action. This idea of confidence. So, you know, I, again, I'm kind of like shifting gears for you, but what this has been able to do in many cases for myself, for my clients and people that I've worked with is to really shift their ability to step into a place of, of confidence, right? So again, that multiplier, that, that, you know, times 10, that power, that power number is your ability to grab hold of it and say, I know I'm confident and I can do this. And the difference between confidence and self-doubt is a very simple thing. And you know what it is? It is about changing the self-talk. That's the only difference. It's not like you're born with confidence or you're born with (laughs) self-doubt. Like that is something that changes based on how you think about yourself and your abilities. And so... When something is happening, so let's go all the way back to what we were talking about in the beginning. We're talking about change. We're talking about something, you know, going on. When change is on the horizon and you hear that self-doubt louder than the confidence, I'm going to ask you to turn up the volume and amplify the positive. Doesn't mean that the self-doubt goes away. It just means that your confidence is louder and you're going to tell yourself why you're committed. You're going to tell yourself that you have the power and the opportunity to do more. Amplify that positive. Turn it up like a freaking radio dial, okay? The other piece I want to share with you is that when you're avoiding change, and you go back to the ambivalence piece, that's an avoidance tactic. When you're avoiding change because it's hard and you think that you're doing it wrong because it's hard, right? That happens. You think, well, this is really hard. I must be doing it wrong. I just want to tell you that hard is hard. Like it's just hard. 
And, and that's not going to change. You're uncomfortable. It's hard. And this is something I heard from a speaker. This is not my quote. This is uh, Rachel Hollis. You might be very familiar with her. But what I love what she said, and we we're talking about um, things being difficult. She said that this is the price of admission for a life that's not mediocre. And I thought that was so powerful and I loved it. And she's, you know, man, she's like a freaking powerhouse of, you know, just like self-confidence and being able to move yourself forward towards what you want. But I thought that was so fantastic because, you know, if you just, if you're telling yourself, gosh, I want to change and I want something better than what I have right now. Yeah. It be, something being difficult and hard is that price of admission. You got to pay it. You just got to pay it. And then the last piece I want to share with you on this is that it's so normal to feel unsure that when it's hard, if you can keep going. I mean, so many times that I've wanted to give up. I've wanted to stop. It's hard. It doesn't feel good. But I know in my gut, in my heart, in my soul, that it's something I want so badly and, I, and it's impossible for me to stop. So when you're not sure if you can keep going and stuff is getting in your way, it's another block, it's another thing. I want you to use this as a sports reference here. I want you to look at the net and call your shot. If you've played basketball, you know what that's about. If you haven't, I apologize, <laughs> but your dream, you know where you want to go, call it, call your shot. And when you're doing that, I want you to keep your eye on the net. Don't look at the floor because your, your ball will go down. Okay. It's just basic physics. It will go down wherever you're looking. If you're looking up at that net and you're calling your shot, you will score. You will get there. Now, I'm going to share a couple of beliefs with you, and I just want you to, you know, take these in, and if they resonate with you, awesome, great. I hope that this is something that, you know, you walk away with some nugget of inspiration or even just thoughts, you know, a new thought. You don't have to agree with me, but I want to share with you a couple of things that I believe, and I believe that you have an internal compass that is the perfect guide, trust it to lead the way for you. Just step into the trust and know that it will lead the way for you. The second thing that I believe is I believe in you. I believe in me. I believe in the power of ourselves to do what it is that we want in life to get there it's not the dream that I believe in, it's myself. And it's that confidence, again, stepping into the confidence way louder than that doubt, you know, way more powerfully than the doubt. And I believe in you and I believe that you have the ability to do that. You got to choose. You got to choose to do it. And then wash, rinse, repeat on it, you know, do it again. Keep doing it. And when you do it, because I know you will, I want you to be okay with something not working that first time or the second time or the 10th time. I mean, honestly, I can count how many times like I've tried 
something and I will keep track of it sometimes. And I know that maybe that sounds a little strange. Like I want to know how many times I've tried it because it just gives me that ability to say, I know that I'm putting in the effort. I know that. And I'm giving myself permission over judgment. I'm giving myself permission to do it again. And I know that at some point it's going to be successful and I know that it's going to get me what I want. But if I put judgment in the way, you know, that's the block. That's the freaking buffalo. That's going to push me into a place of fear. And I know that that I'm worth more than that. So give yourself permission to try and do it again and over and over without the self-judgment or allowing any judgment from the outside. And I also believe that when you do these things, you learn and you grow, right? Just like those muscles that you're working on when you're working out, they're going to grow the more that you do it. And when you're learning and you're growing, I want you to take time to reflect. I want you to look in the mirror without fear of those cracks, those cracks that you're seeing in the mirror, in yourself, right? Those are improvements, you know? The back to your muscles. When your muscles are growing, you're tearing them apart and then they are rebuilding themselves and that is growth and that's how you get stronger and that's how you get mentally stronger and that's how you get more confidently stronger. Is that a word? Confidently stronger? Maybe. Huh. Okay. The last one I want to share with you is that I believe that your gifts are meant to be shared. So share them. Be there to inspire somebody else because your journey matters. If you're doing something that's hard, my gosh, tell somebody else because there is somebody else that believes so much in you, probably more than where you believe that probably more than what you believe in yourself, and that's okay. Somebody else believes so much in you. Give them the belief in themselves that they see in you. Does that make sense? Like if you're able to say, I know my journey matters and share what you're doing and share it with somebody else and they believe so much in you, they see you as this powerful, confident person that's moving themselves forward, then give them that same level of belief in themselves that they see in you. That is a gift and you can share that with them. So, When you realize that fear doesn't have to stop you, when you realize that self-confidence is a renewable resource, it doesn't tap out, and when you realize that pivots are power steps towards your dreams, then you will be more intentional about what you want your life to look like. So I'm going to leave you with one final question. I want you to think about this. Because I do believe in you and I believe in the opportunities for growth and I believe in the ability for people to do more. So what is the one thing that you'll commit to doing today, today, to be more intentional about moving towards your goal? And I want you to write it down or I want you to tell somebody or, you know, record it, do it like a voice memo to yourself. I don't know. Whatever it is that it's going to take, 
for you to commit to doing something today to be more intentional about moving towards your goal. And if you want to send it to me and share, I would love that. I would love to hear, post a comment, you know, shoot me a message on Facebook or DM me on Instagram, all kinds of ways. Send me an email. My new email is hello at robinkoenig.com. That's Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G, first name Robin, R-O-B-Y-N. Just find me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, online. I'm not hard to find, I can tell you that. So I cannot wait to hear from you. And I want to thank you again for being here, for listening, for being engaged, for having a curiosity. Oh my gosh, I am just so grateful. And I absolutely love sharing this inspiration these ideas, just letting me get it out of my head is always so helpful. If you liked it, you know, share it. Please tell somebody else that might be able to use this to their advantage, be able to, you know, be inspired by this content. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, leave me a comment or review. It means so much for me to hear from you, to know that you're listening. And thank you again so much for joining me with love and laughter. Have an absolutely fabulous day.